You're listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, and we are in week two of a little series we are doing on the church, all of the traditions of the church, the way the church does things that maybe you don't fully understand, or maybe you've never even asked the question, but now that we're bringing up the topic, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, why do we do that exactly that way? And today we are speaking on a Dutchman's favorite topic tithing. Wow. This is always the controversial <laughs> one, not Are only for Dutchmen, but for everybody. <laughs> Knees uh, weak, arms yeah. heavy. Yes. Well, we are going to talk about the subject of giving and tithing, which you gave me the subject of giving and tithing for Forsul, and if that tells anyone how much you enjoy speaking on Doesn't it feel giving. as though always the controversial subject, though, for pastors is, oh, there he goes again, talking about tithing, talking about money, yes. uh, as if it's somehow you know, about you and about the needs for the church and those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. when it really is sort of this privilege of God, it's part of our worship, Mm -hmm. and I I think we've got to move it in that direction for Mm -hmm. people to fully understand it, because otherwise, it just feels like, hey, they're after my money. (laughs) And don't you think it just highlights the need to talk about it even more? Because it is a subject that people get a little bit worked up over, which I feel like proves even more that it's maybe an idol in your life that you need to yes. take a look at. Yeah, and I think this is a good neutral place to do yeah. so. We are not passing an offering plate no. <laughs> right now. We're not going to flash up any or Venmo or anything for you. In fact, we don't expect any giving uh, to come out of this, so that makes it a yes. little bit more neutral. But I do think it's a good spiritual discipline to talk about, yep. so I'm glad we're we're covering it, even though... I recognize it makes people uncomfortable. So we kind of use different wording. We use it sometimes interchangeably, but it's not, it doesn't mean the exact same thing. So sometimes we say offering and giving, the more traditional kind of churchy word to use is tithe. So let's start there. Let's start with the word that's used in scripture is the word tithe that goes all the way back to the Old Testament. Talk about what that is, the roots that that has. Yeah. Uh, Tithe is an Old Testament term. doesn't mean that it's not applicable in the New Testament, Mm -hmm. but tithe is an Old Testament word that just simply meant one-tenth. In fact, whenever we say tithes and offerings, the idea was this, is there's a percentage of giving Mm -hmm. that we think is good and right before the Lord. And then offering was sort of this idea of anything above and beyond that. Maybe there's special things going on, or maybe you just felt extra gracious and generous, those kinds of things. So uh, that's kind of the difference between tithes and offering. Tithe, though, comes to this idea of the Old Testament. The Old Testament was a very legalistic fashion. So I would tithe one-tenth of my cattle. I would uh, tithe one-tenth of my crops. Remember Jesus in the New Testament kind of says to the Pharisees, hey, you're you're very careful to parse out a tenth of your mint and rue, and yet your heart is far from me. So uh, it was a very legalistic thing in the Old Testament, but it just simply meant one-tenth of everything that I've given goes back to the Lord. Now, here's what was good about it from my perspective is anytime it talks about this idea of tithe in the Old Testament, it was saying off of the top. Hmm. So it always gave this notion that first, before I pay any other bill, mm-hmm. I give to the Lord. It, it just gives him first place. It's just a reminder in your heart and life that he should have first place mm-hmm 
of everything. All of it comes as a gift from God, 100% of it. Mm -hmm. Allows us to keep 90 in the Old Testament, and all he's expecting is right off the top, we would give him the first 10%. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, and you've kind of referenced this, is that this is talked about a lot in the Old Testament, and even in some of my reading of it, it found that they they gave on top of that. So they were giving closer to something like 23% of what they actually brought in. Yeah. Most people, if they'd say, if they played it out in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. you gave about 10% to the Levites, you gave 10% to the temple, you'd give about 5% to the poor. So it could have been anywhere from 25 to 30% mm-hmm. uh, in a legalistic fashion was given. Now, mm-hmm. some of that was good and, and some of it was yep. not. So what does it look like then in the New Testament? Obviously, Jesus comes, he's established this new covenant, this new law. What does that do with tithing? Does it throw it out the window because he doesn't really... <sighs> reference that specifically, or what does that mean for us who kind of live in this new understanding of the law? Yeah, I think somebody could could say from the New Testament that it's been thrown out the window. I, I want to be careful with that, but I'd say this idea that we're to give one-tenth in a legalistic fashion, we don't ever see again in the New Testament. We don't. Uh, due to the grace that's been extended to us through Jesus Christ and what he did in the death and burial and resurrection of the cross, Now there's this sense that we don't give in a legalistic fashion, hey, I parse out Mm one-tenth of everything, but we just simply give out of the heart of of what, in a sense, Mm -hmm. can be joyful, can be good, can be honorable before God. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, Paul will give this instruction, hey, listen, give a portion Mm -hmm. of what God has given to you. So there's this sense in which it's proportionate to what God has given to us, not a specific amount. Now, Mm -hmm. I think the argument could be made, if in the Old Testament people were giving 10%, Mm -hmm. uh, due to how much we've been given through the finished work of Christ, now maybe we should give more. Mm -hmm. Uh, 10% could be sort of the baseline. In fact, honestly, within Christian circles, I still think, though there's no New Testament reference to this idea of a tenth, Mm I think that's sort of baseline for Christians today. If we're going to honor God and put him first place in our lives, uh, it wouldn't be bad to start with this idea of a tithe or 10%. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as we've tried to do in our own life, if you can Mm -hmm. up the percentage, Mm -hmm. uh, that's just a good thing. Mm -hmm. But I think greater grace requires probably greater giving. Yep. All right, let's let's have you be a little transparent now. Let's talk about what tithing has looked like for you. Has Pastor Jeff been tithing since he was a child? I am actually a faithful tither, even (laughs) since I was a kid. It's funny, though. I remember uh, sort of starting with it when your mom came into the picture when Beth and I got married. And again, she didn't have the church background Mm -hmm. that I did. So to sit down Mm -hmm. and kind of walk through it is a difficult thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, This is how old I am. But I remember when I started out as a youth pastor, I made 20000 I thought I was... (laughs) 20000 a year. But then we said to ourselves, okay, listen, if we're going to start with a tithe, mm-hmm. 10%, that means 2000 So now all of a sudden, to pay my bills, college loans, student loans, car loans, mm-hmm. uh, rent, all of those kind of things, mm-hmm. utilities, now instead of 20 I got 18 mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I remember thinking to myself, but we just decided to do it. And I, I, again, I can't tell you how much blessing mm-hmm. there was Uh, in that from God. And I noticed, often this is a line pastors use, but I found it to be true, is that the 90% goes farther than the 100% ever did. There's just a sense in which, you know, God sort of multiplies, gives back. And again, maybe that's material, maybe that's in spiritual blessing, but Mm -hmm. there was so much blessing in that. 
And mom and I remember when I went to seminary, probably six years later, then now I had to depend on, certainly there were jobs we had, but now I had to depend on support of other people. And it was just neat to see how God gave back to us in that time. We left seminary with more money than we actually went into seminary with, which is unheard of. Uh, but just how faithful he was to provide for us. And I think it started with that principle of God. We're going to put you in first place, even in this financial area of our lives, mm -hmm. and then we're going to trust you. And I remember kind of living mm -hmm. on people's giving and, and how good and gracious God mm -hmm. was to us. So I think it's a principle that I think is going to have good dividends in your life when you're willing to do so. And I know we talk about this probably almost every time we talk about giving, but I love this fact. This is the only area that God says, test me in this. Try yeah. it. Yeah, that passage comes from Malachi chapter 3. It's an mm -hmm. Old Testament principle. But often in Scripture, God will say, listen, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, that's where Scripture would lean. This is the one time that I know of in all of Scripture where he says, no, 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 go ahead and test me. Mm -hmm. And it's in the area of the tithe. And again, uh, the passage just simply says, and see if I don't throw open the floodgates of heaven and give you more blessing than you can handle. Again, maybe that's going to be material. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah. Maybe it'll be spiritual blessing. Maybe it'll be giftedness and usefulness for the kingdom. But there's a promise of God that if we mm -hmm. test him in this area, because you know this is the God of this world. Yeah. Money's the God of this world. And so anytime we're given, we're sort of slaying the God of this world, saying, mm -hmm. listen, I, I don't live in allegiance mm -hmm. to the God of this world. I, mm -hmm. I live in allegiance to a very different God. So God says, listen, test me in this. Mm -hmm. See if I don't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out more blessing in your life than you can imagine. Now, some people use that in a health and wealth gospel. I don't believe that at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's not like give and expect greater giving in return. Uh, it certainly could be, but it could also be in many different mm -hmm. forms of how God blesses you spiritually in your life. But I think there's blessing mm -hmm. for that. I think, too, that on kind of the spiritual growth pathway, this is a very um, significant shift for people. Um, I've seen a lot of people probably used to be one of them where I think there's even a country song that says, just throw a 20 in the plate at church where the plate comes by and just out of obligation, you're like, nah, whatever I have in my wallet is what I'm going to throw in there to going towards more of this, what you said, taking it off of the top, making it a significant amount where you really feel like you're joining God in the ministry that he's doing. So talk to somebody who's never done that. They are a 20 in the plate at church kind of a person, and maybe they want to start shifting over towards a significant amount of what we have. We're going to give back to the church, to God, to ministry, whatever that might be. Yeah, I think a good passage to look at for those of you who have never tithed before is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. I, I referenced it briefly. But if you go into those first two verses, Paul says, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about what you're giving. So there's this idea of which uh, some thought goes into it. It's not just, hey, here's 20, all mm -hmm. the plates in front of me, i mm -hmm. got to throw something in it. Thankfully, we don't do the plate yep. anymore. <laughs> Uh, but it's this idea of think it through. Mm -hmm. This is something that should be thought about before you show up to church on Sunday morning, but think it through. And then the idea is, he says, on the first day of the week. So there's this idea of regularity to mm -hmm. it. I, I almost think much like your bills come in at home with great regularity, they come into the church as well. So there's a sense in which I'm not only going to think it through, but I'm going to do it on a regular basis. And then... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, he says, listen, this is not to be reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So if people say, how much should I give? I'll say, well, how much can you give cheerfully? <laughs> uh, because there's a sense in which you've got to recognize this is worship. So I say to people, if they're starting, 
Let's just start with a percentage. It doesn't have to, if 10 sounds overwhelming to you, don't start there. Start at five, start at two, uh, whatever. Because I think there needs to be consistency where you're saying, in effect, listen, God, I want to honor you on a regular basis. It's part of my spiritual disciplines of growing. And then maybe next year you go from 2% to 3% or 4% or 5 to 6 or whatever it might be. But every year, just try, in a sense, to, to honor God in greater ways. Try to slay that giant of the mm -hmm. God of mammon, the God of money of this world, to say, listen, I'm going to say no to that, and I'm going to make sure uh, that, that God is honored in that. So I'd say to people, start wherever you feel as though you can, mm -hmm. and then try to do a little bit better each time. But make sure that it's done out of joy, not out of bitterness or resentment, mm -hmm. and make sure that it's done on kind of this mm -hmm. regular basis, uh, according to what you make. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's the neat thing. If you're a multimillionaire, 10% is going to look very different than if you're somebody like me making 20000 as a youth pastor. It's just going to look different. But that's kind of the neat thing about the body of Christ. Yeah. You hit on this a little bit, but it is why we, although we don't pass a plate anymore, we still mention this offering, this tithe every single week because it is an act of worship. We always try to link it up with our um, worship portion, I guess, of the service so that this can also be done uh, by people as an act of worship. I remember somebody said to me one time, I don't want to come back to that church because all you guys do is ask for people's money every week. And as someone who typically does that, I was a little offended. But we do that because it is something we're called to, to do first, to do out of a heart of gratitude, out of the heart of worship. So in accordance uh, to scripture, it's something we try to do every week. Yeah, all the way from Old Testament to New Testament, mm -hmm. giving has been seen as an act of worship. So mm -hmm. every bit as much as singing, yeah. every bit as much as listening to the word, mm -hmm. every bit as much as serving with your time, there's a sense in which our giving is an act of worship, of putting God first. In fact, when you look at this world, I can't think of any area where you put God first more than when you give back mm -hmm. to God because, you know, we're all so worried about bills to pay and, uh, you know, accumulating for retirement and wealth mm -hmm. is such a part of our world that I think it's an incredible act of worship. And it's not just something we say on Sunday to make you feel better about mm -hmm. your giving. Mm -hmm. It's a biblical principle that giving is an act of worship, mm -hmm. and it should be seen as that. Yeah. If you are someone listening who's maybe never tithed before and it's something that maybe you've talked about with your spouse that you want to do a little bit more with or maybe just on your own, we actually have something on our website under the little give tab. It's called the 90-Day Tithe Challenge. And it's it's one of uh, kind of the ideas it takes from Malachi where it says for 90 days, commit to tithing. Commit to giving 10% and see if God doesn't bless you in that. And then with the promise of... If he doesn't, if you don't see God working in this area of your life, we will give every penny of that back to you. And we did so once. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So if you want to check that out, it's on our website. You can read about it there. Um, and there's some contact information there as well if you want to learn more about getting involved. But thanks for tuning in this week. We will join you next time. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.